Happy New Year, and welcome back to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. I'm your host, Richard Moses, and we hope that you've had a great holiday season, and we're excited to start a brand new series in this new year, a biblical-shaped view of stewardship. Hey, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at The Open Bible Pod, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Open Bible Podcast. And if this is a help to you today, would you leave a rating or let someone else know so that we can help bring more people Bible truths to basic principles? Now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, welcome back to the studio, Pastor. Uh, it's great to have you on this first podcast of 2021. Man, it's great to be able to be here. I'm excited about 2021 and uh, all that God's going to do. We uh, we kicked off our stewardship month, our annual stewardship month. Man, we've been doing this for since Moses got off the ark. <laughs> yeah, Did so, you catch that? Yeah, I, I got it. Moses got off the ark. I, I got right? it. Oh, okay. I got it. It's, right. it's early, but it's not that early. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? For those of you that may be new to Open Bible Baptist Church, or maybe you're hearing about Stewardship Month for the first time, why is it that every January we focus on this idea of stewardship? Well, because um, it, it all uh, starts with the heart, and uh, we want to make sure that as we kick off the new year that our hearts are right mm-hmm. uh, in, in every area. And we've just, we just believe that um, if our hearts are right when it comes to our giving of uh, our time, our giving of our finances— uh, and our giving of our talents, that's all part of stewardship, right? Absolutely. Um, that uh, God will bless us throughout the year, and um, the Bible plainly teaches us certain things that we ought to seek after the kingdom of God first and his mm-hmm. righteousness, mm-hmm. and then everything else will be added unto us. So when we start the year off with stewardship, whether it be finances, our time, or talent, um, uh, I, I just think it helps set the course for the year. I agree. And last year was the first year that I was able to experience that on a deep level. And then we hit COVID. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just when we started to get some traction on some things that we had launched in January, um, God kind of redefined our our script, our, our focus for the year. Um, but this year, as we get into 2021, and as we kind of have an attitude of hope, um, looking forward to hopefully getting back to somewhat of a can I say normal state? Yeah, um, the new, that's all relative. The, the new normal state, it's all <clears throat> relative, yeah. Um, why is it that you still felt this year it important to talk about stewardship? Because there are some that would say, well, Pastor, that's that's insensitive, or, or you know, you're, you're, just, you're just not up with the times, because why would you bring this up when everybody's hurting? Right. Well, because, um, again, it's not about money. Though this year we are f- focusing in our giving it's not about money. Stewardship is always a matter of the heart. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to steward certain things, as I just mentioned, but one of the other things we're supposed to steward is the gospel. Mm-hmm. It, the Bible says that it is required uh, of a man, uh, of a steward, to be found faithful. And, and in context, that's talking about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're also supposed to steward that. But our circumstances do not define... Um, what God can and cannot do in the life of a believer. Though mm-hmm. it was a tough year, um, this is a great time to step out by faith mm-hmm. and to have our faith stretched. And so um, I, I'm not going to allow uh, circumstances to determine what I believe God would have us to do, though we do weigh circumstances. Right. But it's not going to determine 
uh, what God uh, wants us to do. Because God didn't give a disclaimer or a footnote in the Word of God like, hey, do all of this stuff unless there's a pandemic or right. we're at war or you have a terrible tragedy in your right. family. He said, just do this. Obey me, follow me, and take up your cross, and I will be there for you. I will see you through. Um, so yesterday we launched this this four weeks of talking about this. Before we jump into recapping yesterday's sermon and kind of going deeper with that. I want to talk about this upcoming Sunday real quick. Sure. So this will launch Wednesday, um, which will be uh, the middle of the week. And the Sunday coming up is January 10th. And why is January 10th an important Sunday? Well, it's going to be uh, the kickoff for our Mission 1073. And um, it's something that is new uh, in some respects to Open Bible. And it's something that's going to really launch us into the future for uh, actually the next generations. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're excited about that and looking forward to that. And so you'll want to uh, be here, if at all possible, on the grounds. If not, make sure that you tune in to our YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter accounts to be able to listen in on Mission 1073. So on Sunday, we're going to launch Mission 1073. You're going to go deep into what that means and and what that looks like as we define the future of Open Bible. But then yes. a week from Wednesday on the, four, on the uh, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, we're also going to go a little bit deeper and have a, a Q&A live mm-hmm. online as well. So if maybe you catch Mission 1073 this Sunday, on Wednesday also at 7 p.m. normal service time, tune in and we'll be able to answer some questions, have some dialogue there and go a little bit deeper about what Mission 1073 looks like, but I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be a fantastic direction, vision um, that God's given you for the church. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I believe that our church is ready to uh, take that step Mm-hmm. and uh, that step of faith and be able to see what God's going to do. Mm-hmm. It's great to be a part of an exciting church, Yep, you know, where God is moving and God is working. So I'm proud of this church, and I know the people listening to this are as well. Hey, so we're going to jump into yesterday's message, kind of give a recap of what we talked about, and, and go a little bit deeper. So yesterday, the message title was God's want, God Wants You to Give. Um, and in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 15, God talks about that. Would you unpack that a little bit for us, Pastor? Yeah, um, well, it, I, I guess the, the, the key verse to start off with is 2 Corinthians 9, 6, okay. um, where it says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. Mm-hmm. So that's the negative side of it, all right? But then the positive is, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Right. And the whole premise of the um, message yesterday was living God's way will always always, always, always bring blessing. Living God's way will always bring blessing. And one of the ways that God wants us to live is to be a giving Christian. Mm -hmm. And he's not just talking about giving money, although primarily we talked about that yesterday, but just giving who you are to Christ. Your full identity is found in Jesus and in what he has done for you. And in turn, that makes you a, what we talked about yesterday, a cheerful giver, mm-hmm. a happy giver. Um, so we looked at number one, giving starts with an attitude uh, of the heart, really. Giving starts with your attitude. And so where do you find um, a difficulty in having the right attitude of giving, and where do you think that people can improve on that area? Well, I, I think what happens is they look at giving as um, more of an obligation instead of an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And when when you look at it as an obligation, um, you really lose all heart. Yeah. You're not paying a bill to God. Right. You're, you're, not, you're not doing 
you know, your due diligence, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you are, you have an opportunity to be able to invest in the future of, of, uh, lives of individuals and not only in the future here, but in eternity, mm-hmm. the Bible talks to us about this, that as we give unto God, we will have rewards for all of eternity because of that. And um, I, I really think that if we change our outlook, change our paradigm, change our our view of what our uh, uh, what it means to give, um, uh, uh, it changes our whole attitude. I like how you put in this under this attitude that giving reflects your surrender to God. The mm-hmm. attitude of surrender. Hey, I, I, this is not mine. This is completely and totally yours. We will surrender ourselves a lot of times to many, many different things. We talked about even last week, um, different hobbies, you yeah. know, and you told me about one of your hobbies and yeah. how, you know, you save up to be able to do that hobby. And I thought, oh man, that's really neat. And you might be listening today and, and you have a hobby of, you know, you go out on the boat or, you right. know, you live, you live for the 13 weeks, uh, going down to the shore, you know, mm-hmm. and having, having that time down to the shore and you will, can I say it this way? You will surrender some things in March, April, May, so that you can do the things you want to do in June, July, and August, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and personal things. And those aren't bad things. No, I enjoy, not at all. I, I enjoy those things. I mean, you enjoy your hobbies. I enjoy yeah. mine. We, we enjoy those things. But when we come to our giving to Jesus Christ, our attitude has to be an attitude of surrender. These are not my finances. Right. These are not my dollars that are going to be spent. It is God's money that he's entrusted you with to be able to give back to him. And that's got to be the attitude. If the attitude, I love the way you said it, is to have a bill paid to God, mm-hmm. then he's no better than Atlantic City Electric. Exactly. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and that's, that's not the type of relationship that God wants us to have with God him. is not a transactional God. He's no. a relational God. Yes. Um, and relationship is about give and take. Right. Mm-hmm. He gives, he takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yep. And so number two, you talked about this. You said giving is sustained procedurally. Giving is sustained procedurally. And so um, you talked, number one, about giving needs to be systematic, mm-hmm. systematic. And so talk about go a little bit deeper with that, would you? Yeah. Um, and the it, it, it almost uh, we could use it this way habitually. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, habits. Uh, many times habits are good. Uh, you can have bad habits and you can have good habits. And um, <clears throat> and for us, God is a God of order. He teaches us this. And God says, hey, on the first day of the week, we are to be giving uh, unto him. And, and it creates a, a rhythm of life. It creates a habit in our lives. And it, it reminds us once again that as we start our week off, we're giving to God. As we start our week off, the first day of the week, we are recognizing as we give our gifts unto God that he owns it all. What I'm going to do throughout this whole week has is not mine. These are all things that have been given to me by God, and I'm giving a portion of that back to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we create that habit, that procedure in our life to once again start the week off right honoring God. And that word procedurally does not necessarily mean that it's, oh, well, I, I have to do this because it's a procedure. A lot of times when you think about a procedure at work, it's something that you have to do. It's something that it's it, it's if you don't do it, you are going to get in trouble. 
when all we're talking about there with procedurally is make it a a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Make it a I like the word you used habitual, a habit mm-hmm. in your life to do it. Now, where would you find so for for like for like me, I, I give at the first of the month for the whole month. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you were talking about for the beginning of each week. And so where do you find pros and cons for, for the – because I know some people do the same thing. I give it the first – or they get paid biweekly, so they give every other week. You know, right. So so where – how far do you take that line of thinking? Well, <clears throat> I, I – the, the principle is to have some type of habit in your life. Right. Okay. Um, it says here to lay up. Uh, the first day of the week. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know necessarily that that um, Paul is saying, well, if you give uh, once a month, because that's how you get paid, you give all your tithes and offerings once a month, that you're in sin. Right. Uh, I, I don't think that he's saying that. I think that he is stating a principle that we ought to apply in our lives. So if you get paid every two weeks, then, and that's how you do it. I get paid once a month, but I just break mine down into weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do it differently, but I think the whole idea is having a pattern, having a habit mm-hmm. that we are honoring God. And as we've grown and as society has grown, it's even become much more easy to make this a habit in your yes. life. Like we have uh, at our website, openbiblenj.org, online giving. And a big percentage of our giving, especially because of COVID, has moved to this online platform. And this is nothing new. Online giving has right. been around for a long time. Right. And we do everything else online. Um, but if you are maybe listening today, and I would be surprised if you're listening to the podcast and you're not on online giving. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening today and uh, you've never given online, I encourage you, go give online for the first time. It's so easy. You can automate it. It comes out every week. I think, do you automate? Yes. It just comes out every, yeah, week. every week. And then yes. at the end of the quarter, you get a beautiful statement printed off for you to be able to see everything that you've given. Um, and if you ever need to make a change, you can go in there in, yeah, in less very than easy. a minute and make a change and, yep. and increase that tithe. Um, <laughs> amen. Yeah. And so yeah. and uh, so the, so that that's something that is a tool that we want to be able to help you to um, sustain this procedurally. Then we talked about that our giving brings results. Our giving mm-hmm. brings results. I love the verse in the New Testament that says, "Give and it shall be given unto, unto you. you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over." I love that analogy because it says that not just is going to be given unto you, but it's going to you're going to get it. And then have you ever been to one of those frozen yogurt places mm-hmm. where you make your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love those places, you know, because <laughs> you, you you get it and you kind of have to systematically put it in the cup so you can right. get the most in the cup, you know, and then kind of press the cheesecake bites you, you, down. You in. do know that you're paying for weight, hey, but I, that's the thing. That's oh, the thing, yeah. though. It's okay. I'm, I don't worry about paying for. It. I'm just worried about eating it. But that's the idea I feel like here is like, you know, you're at that yogurt shop and you, you, you press down those toppings so that you can fit more in the bowl so that, right. you, so that you can enjoy it. Right. And God's promising us in the New Testament, look, give unto me and I'm going to give to you. I'm going to take that bowl. I'm going to press it down a little bit. I'm going to put a little bit more in there. I'm going to shake it so it's a little bit more. And then I'm going to give you more on top of that to where it's running over. But a lot of times we don't get to experience that blessing from God because the first two steps we haven't taken. We haven't taken we haven't taken that step to have the right attitude mm-hmm. and to make it a procedure and so we never get to reap the benefits. Right. And uh you know, I was thinking uh, one of the things that I mentioned yesterday I I said that um it does bring results that your needs will be met. Mm-hmm. And the other night I was just I was laying in bed um and I was thinking and I just started praying, Lord, 
thank you for the comfortable bed that I have. Yeah. Because yeah. there are people all around the world that sleep on the ground. Absolutely. And and, and we take those things such for granted. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I'm owed this. Yeah. But there are plenty of people that were outside in the cold that mm-hmm. same night that I was in a nice warm house. Absolutely. And, and uh, that were in the rain when I had a roof over my head. And, yep. and on and on and on. And they're not necessarily needs. They're, they're wants, you know, a, a nice a nice comfy bed. Right. You know? Um but the simple fact of the matter is when we live God's way, God's way will always bring blessing, whether it's physical blessing, whether it's emotional blessing, whether it is um, uh, relational blessing, um, th- whether it is spiritual blessing. There are so many blessings that God gives to us that if we would just stop and look around and see, what God has given to us. I believe that actually it will go back and change our attitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the first step in giving. It's not your checkbook. It's your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we would just take a moment to step back and see all that God has given to us mm-hmm. as American Christians, <laughs> I, I think that it would change our attitude. And to realize we don't deserve yep. any, any of, of it, it, any of it, any of it, any of it. I, I got a book for Christmas from a guy named David Platt. Um, I got for my brother-in-law, but the author is David Platt and he writes about, I've already read the first several chapters. He chronicles a trip that he took to the Himalayan mountains and he took a week to hike in the Himalayan mountains. There are 9 million people that live at the base of the mountain to the top of the mountain where he, Mm. um, where he journeyed 9 million people Mm. and not a single one of them have running water. Not a single one of them have indoor plumbing. Not a single one of them have a door on their house. It's all open-air housing. Oh, my. Not a single one of them even has a a real heater to heat. They use natural fires to heat everything in the Himalayan mountains when it's negative degrees. And he talks about how when he went on that trip and he saw what he saw for that week, he, he tried to write about it. And it's so captivating when you read it because what you said just now was was really echoing with me this morning as I was reading that book. And I saw the fact that, okay, God has placed us in a place where we are so comfortable that sometimes we forget that we don't deserve any of this because we haven't seen what other people are doing, how other people are living. And we we cringe to even give God a little bit, yep, that 10%, because of our comfortability. Yep. And the best things happen just outside of our comfort zones, I've heard said before. And when you see those things like written in that book and when you see, like you said, your bed and your roof and your air conditioning as a blessing, not a need, then your attitude begins to change. And that's that's really, really powerful. We're going to unpack yeah. this last idea in just a minute. But before we do that, let's get into the Richard Riddell Minute. All right, folks, it's that part in our program called the Rich and Riddell Minute, where we talk about some things related to life and our topic for the day. So, Pastor, as we're talking about giving, what is one financial blessing that you remember in your life that you believe to be a direct result of your giving? Uh, I remember as a college student that we were challenged at our local church um, to give a week's salary. It was called Paycheck Sunday. Mm. I'm a college student. Yeah. I'm working to pay my college bill. I ended up giving a week's salary, stepped up by faith. Uh-huh. And uh, a week later, I had enough to be able to pay off my college bill. 
uh, in the mail. It came oh in the mail. Goodness. Yeah, that oh was pretty goodness. cool. Yeah. That's incredible. That's just one of the things. One of the things Lane and I remember very young in our marriage, we had just had uh, our first vacation that we'd ever taken as a couple. We had saved for it. We took a cross country road trip all the way to Washington, D.C. from Las Vegas and back. Beautiful time, awesome time. At the time, I was just tithing my 10%. And we got back from that vacation and there was a bill in the mail that I had forgotten about that was like, pay now or you're going to get late fees, that kind of thing. So right. I paid the bill and I had 10 days until payday and I had nothing. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. That night at church, a lady unloaded literally a month's worth of groceries into our car for free. Wow. Just gave it to us at church that yep. night. And uh, we'll always remember that. Yeah. It was awesome. It Isn't was awesome. that exciting? Yeah. It is awesome to yeah. see what God does when you give back to him. Yep. It's awesome. All right. That's been the Richard Riddell Minute. All right. Well, we've been talking about a stewardship today. We've been talking about God wants you to give. It starts with your attitude. It's sustained procedurally, and it brings results. One of the results that it brings, and this is the last idea we'll talk about today, is that our desires, once we start giving the way that God wants us to give, our desires will change. And, and Pastor, can you just unpack that idea for us? Our desires will change. What do you mean by that? Does that mean we're going to become different people? Does that mean we're going to start rooting for the New York Giants instead of the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I, I, uh, It means that we're going to move from a materialistic outlook to an, uh, an eternal outlook. Uh, put it this way, move from an earthly perspective to a heavenly perspective. Um, and I think as I get so excited about giving to the work of God, mm -hmm. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my wife's told me, she goes, we give so much to the work of God. We could, and, and we say it kind of jokingly and she's not upset. She loves to give to the work of God as well. Right. But it's true. I get excited. I have something in my mind where uh, for, for all, all my years of giving, I want to give a certain amount by the mm -hmm. time I die to the work of God. Mm -hmm. And I'm working towards that goal and I'm excited about that. And why it's, it's because could I buy other things with, with, uh, the monies that I give? Sure. Yeah, I could, but I look at, it's not worth it. Right. It's like, why would I want to do that when I can have an eternal investment in the things of God? And so my desire has changed and my, my desire to give more has increased um, and it's not that you don't like physical things. Like I said, I've got a hobby and, and right. there's certain things that I like and I like to buy, but that's not where my true desire is. My sure. desire is to be able to see the work of God go forward mm -hmm. it really is. And you think that that was cultivated strictly because of the giving that you did to yes. the Lord. Absolutely. No, not, not, I think I know. It's awesome. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt it's awesome. that that's, uh, what it is. Um, and every year as I've increased my giving, my missions giving, my offering, my tithe. Um, God's just, I just, the Bible plainly teaches us where your treasure is, mm -hmm. what? There, there will your heart be also. What is it talking about? Ch your desires changing, right? So if somebody comes and says, man, I just have a hard time sharing the gospel. I have a hard mm -hmm. time remembering to invite people to church. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time to bring my friends to this place that I know they need to come to. Mm -hmm. It may not be that you have a hard time sharing the gospel. It may not be that you have a hard time inviting people. It may just be that your desire is completely and totally, can I say it this way, worldly. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you haven't started giving. Mm -hmm. Once you start giving to something, you'll want more people to be a part of it. Yep. If, our, if our giving 
increases, our church moves forward. Not because we have more money in the bank, right? but because people's hearts are in the right place. Right. I was wondering where you were going with that, but that was really good. I was like, okay, well, how's he going to talk? Uh, okay, but that, that's good. Hey, it's every, really true. Every once in a while, I have a good one. No, no, every that was, was very true. It's <laughs> very true. It's so, good. I really it, enjoy talking about giving. I really do. I it, believe it's the, it's, it, it's the heart of what we do. Christ talked more about giving than anything else. Than anything else. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, join us Sunday. Yes. January 10th, Mission 1073 yep. Sunday. Going to be a to great it. day. Thanks for joining us again today yes. on the podcast. You've been listening to the Open Bible Podcast, where we bring Bible truths to basic principles. Thanks for joining us today for this episode on stewardship. If this has been a help to you, share it with a friend today or give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can help get this content to more people. If you have a question about anything you've heard today, email us at podcast at openbiblenj.org. We'll see you next week when we continue to bring Bible truths to basic principles.